Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And, uh, you know, there was a report being flirted out there that the Lynn Sanity wasn't going to drop its second episode this week. But all of a sudden, I got a call. I got a call from somebody that said, you have to drop a second episode this week. And the second episode this week will none other have the Divine Ryan host, the, uh, the, the, the man himself, uh, the LeBron lover, uh, the one and only uh, Will Hogsett. Will, it's a, uh, it's a privilege to, uh, it's to, to have you on this podcast. And uh, I, I know you can't wait to uh, get a room with LeBron today. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Then you're 100 percent right. I uh, no. I booked a point in the JW. Will I booked hey, the JW? Lynn, let's get serious here. It's an honor to be on Lynn Sanity. It's been a while, man. It's been so long since I've been on Lynn Sanity. Uh, really picked up listening since the uh, the start of my uh, podcast, and um, you know the end of this NBA season. And I love it. One of my favorite pods on the network. Although we're joined by another host of a great pod. So yes, we are. Um, it's an honor to be on Lynn. And like you said, man, me and me and LeBron at the Marriott waiting. Come on. Oh Come yeah. On. Well, you, and, and you, and, and, you know, and you've got some, some really great content, you know, as well for all the people that are, you know, following onto our network, you know, you've been, you know, relatively new pod, you've got episodes with Schoolboy Q that you're, you're talking about his albums and his discography and Jake Cole's discography. And I know you're looking to get into the off season, which is his latest project as well. So, I mean, you have plenty of content to talk about with you and Hughes, and it's been a great pod so far. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, me, and, me and Hughes have had a lot of fun. And uh, like we said, since the beginning, it's only getting better. We're uh, kind of figuring our thing out, you know, figuring out the music. And it's funny because we started with J. Cole and then went to Schoolboy Q. And then J. Cole announced he was dropping an album the off season. And we're like, all right, man, we got to We got to hit that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we oh, yeah. That. You have to. And it's it's a it's a it's a really good album. But I, I can't mm-hmm. I can't get too big of an tangent. Uh, but will we also have a uh, another guest, another guest himself, uh, the one and only small market king. The small man who is the man who loves his small markets like nobody's business. The man who loves small markets the way I do a McDonald's Sprite. Bevan <laughs> Voss. Boss, it is a privilege to have you on co-host of the Triple Option podcast with Ryan Gregory. You've been putting out content with the NFL draft. You've been doing everything. You've been taking a little bit of a you know chillax for now, but uh I know you have some would have, could have, should have's coming up as well. Yeah. Uh those should be coming out uh Pretty soon we should be recording those. I'm going to get with Ryan and uh, make sure we get on them. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for all of those. And I'm excited to be here on Insanity today. Uh, unfortunately, not not some great playing games for my small markets besides for, you know, our hometown sure. one. But hey, I uh, can't win them all. So uh, sure. <laughs> I'm excited to, to get this one rolling. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of plenty of great content out there on the network, and uh, once again, for the pod or even after the pod, if you're sitting there like you want to rate us, uh, please don't be afraid to give me a, a five star, please, and uh, review review the review the pod, write the review, uh, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the network, please, uh, please go right ahead. Uh, we'll be putting it on YouTube as well. 
Uh, so don't be afraid to check that out uh, as content will be will be coming uh, like nobody's business. So without further ado, uh, let's let's get right into what we want to talk about today, which is the play in games just off the top. And we'll start off with the one late last night, the one that William Hogsett was crying over at midnight, the Warriors and the Lakers. And, and, and let's and let's and let's just be let's be let's be clear here. It didn't look good for you. It didn't look good for your Lakers early. Will it didn't look good. Uh, you know, you couldn't get anything going. Uh, but all of a sudden, uh, your guy, your guy, LeBron, you know, he, he heard you, he heard you whining, he heard you whining for the W and, uh, he, he pulled it off for you. So how'd you feel? Uh, you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> when, when like 12 PM, I hop in that zoom, the boys are having a zoom on Twitter and I hop in and it's like, I mean, <laughs> I am like distraught, man. And I'm, I'm behind on my phone and they're all like, they're all like, you know, kind of commenting on the game and I'm like, I can't handle it. And so I like hopped out <laughs> and I had to hop out. And I, I, t- I put in the chat as well, it was giving me like flashbacks of mid 2010 Warriors chants in my head. I'm like, please not again, man. <laughs> I'm like, please not again. Uh, but you're not, you're, you're right. Second half, they picked it up. Uh, Warriors started turning it over a lot more, which definitely helped out. Um, AD yeah. kind of found his thing on Draymond, um, LeBron. I think Kuzma kind of hit some tie, uh, timely shots as well. I kind of started to like what I saw from Kuzma, although early it wasn't good. And, you know, second, it's exactly what the Lakers needed. Look, Moving ahead, I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but moving ahead, I think that a close playoff intensity type game was exactly what the Lakers needed, uh, especially heading into the first round. So I was glad they got the dub, but you're not wrong. I was uh, a little nervous. I was definitely, definitely nervous. Well, it's understandable. Uh, I do have a question for you, though, Will. Uh, at the end, would you have shot for the middle rim? Would you, LeBron said he, you saw three rims. Would you have shot for the middle rim or would you have shot for the ones on the side? Dude, would you have done? Okay, man. Lenarative, Lenarative. It, it's so funny <laughs> because he was like, he was like, he, after he hit the shot, he immediately went to the eye thing. After he hit the yeah, he shot, he was like, he, I was like, dude, you just hit a badass shot. Why don't you just, you know, kind of play it off? But no, he's like, oh, I can't see. I just, you know, and it was a swagger, like a little fade away, lean back. I'm like, come here. I was hyped, but then I saw him point at the eye just to like give at the whole crowd. I was like, I can't see. I'm like, God damn it. That's a part of LeBron. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I love LeBron, but, and it was a big shot and he hit it yeah. and it was deep. It was deep. Yeah. So, but would Paul so, George have called that a good shot? Would Paul George uh, have called that a good shot? Paul, <laughs> Paul George would have sent that one off the side of the backboard, man. Yeah. That's a difference. Well, there you go. There you go. And, uh, and, and Devin, uh, you know, just, just your initial thoughts on this game. I mean, I, I felt like, you know, the hype of this game was enormous. And most of the time, we just don't see it live up to the hype. We just don't see games like this, you know, played at a level that everybody wanted it to. But, I, I mean, at least from my perspective, it felt like it really did. Uh, what were your thoughts as you watched it? Did you, did, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, I felt like coming into this game, there's there's one of like three things that would happen. Either the Lakers were just going to blow them out uh, either or actually two things, really. Uh, or it'd be a really close game and it would come down to a game winner between Steph Curry and LeBron. And we got one of those to happen. So uh, overall, it was, it was great. It was definitely a great game. Um, 
not a great second half for the Warriors. Tons of turnovers. That's really what you know bit them in the foot. Uh, otherwise, I think the I think the Warriors close this one out if they didn't turn the ball over so much. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it definitely lived up to the hype. Uh, I think this is one one reason why the play-in game should should return next season. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I, I understand that they don't want to play, you know, these stars want to get the rest and all that jazz. But I mean, come on, like this is like this is great basketball. We're getting we're getting early playoff basketball. This is like a, this is like Christmas out here. Right. I mean, this is like me getting a nice appetizer, a lovely appetizer. I mean, th- th- this is this is what you want. OK, this is what you want. You, you get the big meal, the big meals, the playoffs, the appetizer, the side course. It's what you want. OK, like the, the play had clearly delivered that. Okay, it was mm-hmm. it was it was it was fantastic, uh, but looking at this from more of a uh, you know a game and a breakdown perspective, will a couple things I really liked from from the uh, from the Lakers, and I'm curious to see if you saw it as well. About gosh dang time they play Wes Matthews. Uh, you know, I understand that he only had like three. He, he only had three points. If you look at the stats, the stats would say, well, he didn't really play all that well, and he had no meaningful impact. But defensively, well, he, he gives this team a really nice piece at the wing. And when he came into the game, everything it felt like started to get figured out. They had the right combination. And I'm telling you, I think he is a big part to their success. I like the fact that when they put him in the game, they like to have KCP with him as well. I think those two guys are really, really big pieces for the Lakers. Am I crazy to say that? No, I mean, I think if you recall back to the last postseason, everyone wants to look at the guards for the Lakers and be like, Rondo really had that big impact. But KCP, especially in the finals, I mean, he had some big shots. And on a defensive level, he he brings that. He brings kind of both sides that maybe a Caruso wouldn't, although Caruso did have a lot of points last night. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, but it was it was more in the first half, I think, if I recall. Um but, you know, overall, I like Wes Matthews. He came in, although he didn't score, he only hit one three. He came in and hit, hit a shot instantly, kind of come back off of Curry, who was, sure. I mean, we'll talk about, I mean, Curry is still on a different planet. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I like, like I mentioned, I think it was good for the Lakers to kind of have this tough, not an easy because it says play, you know, you think of a playing game, it's like easy, but the, the, right. the Warriors gave them all. And, um, you know, moving forward, I, I kind of like their team. Andre Drummond is, I mean, worthless, I'd say. I, I don't really love Drummond. He, he's not much except for a big body. And, like, I'd probably rather have JaVale McGee, if I'm being honest. But- oh, oh, wow. You want the Shaq to the Fool uh, Grammy Award winner? The Grammy Award winner, JaVale McGee? <laughs> Absolutely. I like to, I mean, I don't know if it's just, like, championship bias, but I think he he did all right last season. But, um, oh, you yeah. know, uh, Davis started figuring it out, too, in the second half, like I mentioned. Um, and that, w- that was huge. And so moving forward, I'm, you know, the Suns aren't going to be easy, but I, I kind of like where the Lakers are. No, that's fair. That's fair. And uh, and Devin, you know, when watching the Lakers, obviously, you know, we know that LeBron is going to have to do and be the big, you know, the big guy for them to move forward. Uh, but the other guy I think that has to figure it out for this team is clearly Anthony Davis. And if you look at it, you think 25 and 12, that's, that's, that's good. But 
25 and 12 looked really hard for Anthony Davis against a team that, in my opinion, does not have a lot of front court depth in the Golden State Warriors. They did not. They were throwing Kevon Looney out there. They, they were throwing. They, they just didn't have a lot of size to be able to throw in the game. And, and it felt like Davis could be doing a lot more than 25 and 12. You know, what were you what was your impressions of him? And how do you think he has to turn it on for the first round? Because I don't think Phoenix has any answer and he's got to be able to dominate if they're going to move on. Yeah, I mean, you definitely kind of expected a little bit more from AD given the Warriors front court situation. And really in, into the first half, I mean, you know, he still, he still had pretty decent stats, but it was almost like silent. It, it didn't feel like he was having a huge impact. Uh, then things started to pick up in the second half and you saw, yeah, this dude just dominating them. They started started to figure out, you know, he started to figure things out. He started to get his shot going. Uh, he was out-rebounding them with ease. He was literally plowing through some of the Warriors' defenders. Uh, yeah. The second half of 80 is what I would hope to expect uh, coming against the Suns. Sure. Uh, that That's literally what they need. And, you know, I, I would even argue that 80 is the X, fa- or, uh, X factor in the next series. I mean, uh, you know, LeBron, he's he's going to get his points. Everybody knows yeah. that. But they got some, you know, they got some some pieces there, especially the bridges that can at least do a decent job defending uh, LeBron. Sure. Uh, but uh is the guy that's really got to be that guy uh, in this next series because with him going, it's going to be tough to stop. And then if you add LeBron on top of it, uh, it's, yeah, the, the Suns definitely are going to have a tough time guarding him if you know if he gets his game going which he should but we'll see well and you know the other thing that would just piss me off if i'm a laker fan like it would it would piss me off so much like i'd be like willing to throw my freaking remote down it's like dennis schroeder just trying to make all these little one-handed piece of crap hooks that that just like these little lay-ins that it's just like what are we like what are we doing it felt like he had like 10 of those in this game will and they wanted him to be this 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 shot creator, you know, from the guard spot that they didn't have last year. But I mean, he needs to be smarter with okay, when when is the right time to make this move? When is the right time to beat my man off the dribble and get the shot off? I mean, he's not the same player as he was last year with the Thunder. He's just not. Um, but my gosh, he can he can he can make it you know, a, a little bit better for himself uh, with not trying to do the same old move all the time. Surely he's got some versatility in there, Will. It, it, what did you think of his performance? Because it seemed like they were trusting Caruso in this game more than Schroeder, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the Lakers' plan when they picked up Schroeder in the first place. Yeah, it's. I think it's – I wonder if it's more of like a, a meshing with Braun kind of thing, you know, because – um, he, you're right. It felt like the layups most of the time were pretty well contested. Um, and then they were untimely as well. And it's like, you know, I, I think he made one and then he went for like two or three more just because yeah. he was kind of feeling himself a bit. And, uh, the, the, the first one was a nice, I think a tough finish, but then you're, you're right. You're right. He kind of just went one hand off the top of the backboard, try to put some lift on it. And, it didn't really come close. And so I think that's more of just kind of finding his role, especially behind Braun and AD. And like you mentioned, 
figuring out when to shoot, when is a good time, when's the de- when has Braun or AD kind of gone on a little bit roll, so are they going to be playing closer to them? And then that's when he kind of has to make his mark. But uh, you're right. Last night wasn't a, wasn't a great look at, at Schroeder. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll figure it out. I mean, you know, it's 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 the Lakers. There's a championship mentality in that room. I, I mean, there's there's they're going to get something going. But I mean, that that may be something I'd get a little frustrated at. You know, after that game, if I was really looking to nitpick uh, from the Lakers' perspective, but you know, from the Warriors' perspective in this game, guys, I mean, Curry was just ridiculous, right? Thirty-seven points, seven rebounds, and and was magnificent. But you know who else played really magnificent? Who I think's been really underrated on this team? Andrew Wiggins, twenty-one. Mm-hmm. He had twenty-one points, and he played really solid defense. And I don't know if solid defense and Andrew Wiggins would have been something that you said like two years ago. But that's exactly what he that's exactly what he did. He played very he competed. I mean, sure, LeBron got his numbers, but I, I wouldn't say that LeBron had the easiest game in the world. I, I wouldn't call yeah. this an A plus peak LeBron game. Right. Mm-hmm. The shot was awesome. But if you looked at the overall game, Devin, it wasn't it wasn't exactly what you wanted. And I, I think I think Wiggins had a lot to do with that. And and the Warriors can't come out of this feeling too bad. I mean, they competed their butts off. Yeah, I mean Look at uh look what happens when Andrew Wiggins decides he wants to actually try. Uh I mean we're talking about a guy who has, you know, tons of talent. He has tons of talent. But the dude never wants to freaking give all his a hundred percent. It's just it's just what happens. Uh but this is what happens when he actually does try. He actually looks like, you know, the first round pick that he was. Uh he made he made good contributions. Um you know, for for being uh yeah he's he's always been a decent rebounder when he wants to try too so i don't know it wiggins is always all over the place but uh you're right though he, he has definitely picked it up i do enjoy watching andrew wiggins once he uh gets his shot going and stuff he's definitely a fun player to watch but uh just a matter of actually trying well and 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 will i i have to think you know you, you're you're obviously a big lebron guy and the whole network knows it anybody who listens to the network knows it does Stephen Curry give you the greatest amount of nightmares? Does he give you the most nightmares out of any player in the league? Absolutely. And that's what I was saying when I was talking about, like, hearing the Warriors just ringing my head. And, like, especially in that second quarter, he kept hitting shots. You know, he hit those shots that that he hit in the, in the finals that were like, damn, you know, the, the Lakers start to make a bit of a run, a bit of a run, and then, then Curry just pulls up and hits some crazy three. And it's like... God dang it, Curry, man. This guy's good. But you're right about Wiggins, too. You, you really are. And looking ahead uh, for them in the next play-in game, and then I assume, honestly, um, uh, the next round, especially with how they played last night. But Wiggins is a key factor, and it's it's more of a consistency question right now, in my opinion. Like, Is he, is he going to be able to do that and continually be kind of that second guy? for the Warriors. And if so, they got a pretty good team. I think you guys didn't mention Draymond, but I think he did a lot for them as well. Uh, I mean, he shut down AD in the first half. He, I mean, AD got like, like Voss mentioned, he got some stats. If you look at the stat line, it's not terrible, but I mean, AD was having a lot of issue uh, with Draymond in the first half. And uh, it's like the guys that body that really are able to put a body on Dray- or on AD and kind of push them around. Not so AD can't kind of get to his spot, right? 
And, um, you know, and that kind of affected him uh, up close, which then kind of took away his jump shot because he wasn't able to get in a rhythm. So I think Draymond had a really big impact on the game as well. Yeah. I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, you know, shout out to the power hour. I mean, they had Draymond as an all defensive guy. I mean, they, they know it. I mean, he's, he's definitely been that guy for them. I mean, like if you look at their lineup, like, are you really going to sit here and say, Oh, like you knew that the Warriors were going to be a top five defensive team this year. I mean, it's, 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 pretty nuts to think about. Uh, it doesn't fully make a lot of sense, but when you have a player like Draymond who can play as well as he does on the defensive side of the ball, um, almost everything can turn in and, and basically just fall right in line. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think the Warriors should be disappointed by this. I feel like it's one of those games where, yeah, you obviously wanted to win, but you know, I mean, with the way the plan's set up, I mean, they are getting another chance. Uh, they'll get another chance on uh, Friday, the twenty-first, uh, against the uh, against the Grizzlies, which which should be a nice playing game. I'm excited for it. Uh, I think both teams could really compete, and uh, and we'll see where that goes. And uh, moving forward, uh, we'll we'll talk about the uh, the first game of the play-in, the Pacers and the Hornets. Which, you know, for all the uh, Pacers lovers out there, Devin, Bryce, Zach, you saw your yeah. you 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 probably didn't expect a a I don't know if anyone would have expected that level of dominance from Indiana after Karis LeVert had this. I, I would have to think it's COVID, but we it's we don't, yeah. we don't really know. It, he he's he was out of this game. That's that's what we do know. And I mean, oh my gosh, Devin. Oh my gosh. I mean, what what was going on with your Pacers? What was what, what did they do? Did they did they get a did they get a, a peak of uh of Jordan's Jordan's drink? Did they get a did they get a peak of did they get a peak of the drink? Did they I mean, what was going on, Devin? Look, man, I I fully I don't even understand what was going on. I think I think what it was is just poor defense from from the Hornets, just god awful defense, leaving shooters wide open, a lot of uh, you know, driving kick going on. It was it was just like a three point barrage and O'Shea Brissett was just lighting them up. Uh <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh it was it was fun to watch as a Pacers fan, uh for sure. Uh brutal way for the Hornets to go down. They is like they didn't even they didn't even show up to the game honestly. No, they, uh, no, they, no, they didn't. No, they, they didn't. It was it was nothing for them. Uh, and what was Gordon Hayward doing? The world may never know. Just kidding. We know he was playing video games. Uh, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> as as a Pacers fan, it's something that you look forward to. Um, but at the same time, you know, part of me just just wishes they'd stop being successful so he could get a nice lottery pick. So I, I don't know what I want because this team is like so back and forth. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, it's, it, it's a fair point. I mean, this, it was such a weird game. I, uh, you know, I was there and I, I'm telling you, like, I, I just kept thinking to myself, like, all right, you know, this is probably going to cool down. Well, the Pacers are going to cool down. It's it's the, the reality of them scoring 144. Uh, it, I'm not I'm not betting on that in a big game like this. But I they but you know what they did, they did they got 20 they got 20 plus points from Doug McDermott and Brissett, dang near triple double from Sabonis, and God bless would anyone have thought that Keelan Martin could have gotten 14 points. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think Keelan Martin's a bad player, but like, would anybody have suggested Keelan Martin getting 14 points? Like everything went well for the Pacers in what looked like was going to be a complete disaster at the end of the season. Well, yeah, you're right. I think everything went well. I think Dougie McDermott went off 
to kind of set a tone for the Pacers early in that first quarter. And it's just like they were riding the wave throughout the whole game. And it was over by the third. I mean, the Hornets had no chance essentially at the third and uh, at the end of the third. And I thought, um, you know, it's like, is this the Pacers team that we've been watching all year long? Is is it that level? And is it that like Warriors level intensity that they are able to bring kind of because of the playoff um, mentality? And uh, the, if, it, if that's the case and the Hornets weren't ready for it, like they just weren't ready. It seems it's like it seems as if there almost wasn't a, a playoff level or play in level game for them. Uh, and, and the Pacers kind of knew it was coming in. And, you know, it, it obviously showed in, uh, in the scorecard. No, that makes me pissed. I'm telling you, I, I thought I, I had the Hornets, you know, thinking they were going to come out and play a little bit. All right, well, but I'm the sorry. Whole, the whole Insanity podcast on Tuesday. We like the horn. We like the horn. It was Hornets, 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 and we then like the horn. All you get is Pacers. All you get is Pacers. All it gets Pacers, you know. And I, look, I'm I'm happy to. I'm, I'm I mean, it's great that Pacers are able to win. Congrats, but God, can can they show up, please? You know, I, I can run the pick and I can run the pick and roll. Maybe, uh, you know, let's get a little two man, three man game here with us. And we probably could have scored a hundred. The fact, the fact is they had, they had, they had no, they had, they had no deep. They, they, they didn't, they didn't show up I mean, for, for crying out loud. Cody Zeller should never be the leading scorer at any point in a freaking game. Okay. Hey. Cody, Cody Zeller, Cody Zeller, Cody Zeller had no business getting 17 points and actually being a legitimate contributor in this game, but he had to be because nobody else was stepping up. Terry Rozier couldn't hit a bucket. You know, Devontae Graham couldn't hit a bucket. You know, LaMelo Ball, not a great game. Uh, P.J. Washington, eight points, seven rebounds in a game where you you need his production. Just fell off the face of the earth. I mean, Charlotte, you aren't entitled to crap, okay? You, you, aren't, enti- you aren't entitled to any of that. You're going to go out and freaking win this game, okay? I don't give a rip that LaMelo Ball came out like a reality star, Okay, he, he, it's the freaking NBA, as I mentioned on my pod on Tuesday. We're, we're not in the Australian NBL league. Okay, you're in the freaking NBA. You're playing at big games. All right, and it's it's about it's about it's about time that that you got to come in and you got to step up. And he didn't. He didn't. I don't give him that he's a rookie. You got to come out and you got to play better than what you did. You got to give me more energy. You got to give me more purpose. It just it felt like nothing was working. It's a, it's, it's a gosh dang shame because I, I think Borrego is a really good coach and I think that they're on the right path. But golly, getting embarrassed like that, what a joke. What a joke. What, what a joke from Charlotte. I mean, you got, you got to look in the mirror and you got to say to yourself, man, what am I doing? What am I mm-hmm. doing? At halftime, what do you do? What do you do at halftime when you get your butts kicked like that? And then you see Goga dang near get a double-double on you. And I freak, I, I, and I, I, well, he actually got a double-double. He got 14 to 10. And I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a go-get guy by any means. And he gets 14 to 10 on you. That's embarrassing. <laughs> moving forward, moving forward. We'll get it. We'll get into the, uh, we'll get into the second, we'll get into the second Western conference game, which I actually thought was a very good game, by the way, yeah. the Spurs and the Grizz uh, Spurs and the Grizzlies. And look, I, I just, I'll be honest, you guys, like Memphis just stormed out the gates and it felt like they were just going to blow them out. It felt like no chance. No chance the Spurs were going to come back in the game. And all of a sudden, you look at the scoreboard, and it's like the, the Spurs are right back in it. Devin, what was going on in this game? The, the Grizz should have had a blowout, and, and it, it was not that at the end. It was a complete shocker, you know, and, and I, don't, I don't even know where the credit should go here, Devin. Yeah. Uh, the credit should go to Greg Popovich. I think that's where he yeah. directed to. You got, I mean, it's just – 
you know, he he's never gonna make. He's always gonna make sure his guys are out of it. And also, you know, I think I think experience oddly does play a factor here. I know the Spurs are all over the board in terms of uh, you know vets and young guys, but uh, you know you got DeRozan and stuff that are just able to to kind of lead that team uh, back to it. I know they didn't obviously finish it off, but you know Rudy Gay had a stellar game. Uh, looked a little yeah. vintage. Uh, then, uh, plus he had, I mean, DeRozan didn't have a great game from the floor, but I mean, he still was able to chip in, sure. uh, quite a lot of points. So, uh, I think it just really comes down to experience and, and pop being pop. Uh, I, I think this was obviously a great game for the Grizz to win. Dylan Brooks was fantastic. Um, you know, I'm not sure what, uh, <laughs> what entails for the Grizz in the, in the next round, but, sure. uh, well, we'll see what happens for sure. Yeah, no question. And and with the Grizz, you know, something that was mentioned in, in the, the, the first pod for this week was heading into this game, you know, Valanchunas had a matchup that he could just take advantage. He can go out, he can he can eat him like barbecue chicken down there. You 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 know you know what he's capable of doing against that Spurs front court. You know, he pulls a 20-20 out of himself. He gets a 23 points and 23 rebounds. I mean, Valanchunas, oh, my gosh. He just he just kicked. He just kicked. It's it's like uh, it felt like, uh, you know, he just was completely – he was like the, just Goliath just dominating inside, Will. He, he, there was nobody on the Spurs that had any sort of chance of – competing against him. And that was a big factor in this game, at least talked about in the first pod. And it seems like that really came true with Valanchunas getting 23 points, 23 rebounds. Yeah. Uh, I guess if there was one thing in in the first pod this week, you got right. Okay. Not the Pacers Hornets game. Uh, it was Valanchunas. Like you mentioned, 2020 having his way really, uh, I think Toronto's just like sitting there watching the game, like in tears, man, because this this guy's good. He really is. And although yeah. he had the advantage, although he had the advantage kind of all night, he's going to be a big factor um, in the play in the next playing game uh, against the Warriors. But uh, you know, I think like Voss mentioned earlier, Dylan Brooks really in the second half was able to kind of hit those big time shots as well. That kind of uh, when the game got close put them over the edge and so um you know it was a really fun game like you mentioned i thought early early on is like okay grizzlies are running away with it but that's kind of that youthful not necessarily right. experience in the playoffs mentality like because this is a playoff level game right and if you get that lead you can't you cannot let it up you you cannot let up and, and it happened and you can't let up against pop you know, especially if yeah. you take your foot off the gas to get pop, it's like you're going to get exactly what happened. And the Spurs just weren't able to kind of hit some of those bigger shots in, in the moment. And uh, the Grizzlies did. But, um, you know, the, the Spurs fought all night. Uh, Rudy Gay uh, had a really nice game off the bench. DeRozan hit some shots. And it, like you mentioned, uh, Lynn, it was a really good game. Yeah. I, and, you know, I, I think – Obviously, looking forward, right? You know, the Grizzlies are going to play the Warriors. Obviously, the Warriors came off that intense game last night on on Wednesday. But I, I you know, the Grizzlies really competed with the Warriors on last Sunday. You know, they 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 competed a tail off with them. You know, they played really well. Brooks had really good defense on Curry, but then he got fouled out with about like six minutes left, and you just you, you saw the game just slipping away from the Grizz. 
Uh, you just, it just felt like it wasn't going their way after that. Um, you know, and obviously they're trying to get Jaron Jackson uh, back into the fold. He's still trying to get back from the injury and, and you got to think he's going to, you know, be able to come through at some point, but you know, I, I'll be honest, you guys, I'm really excited to see some job versus Curry, baby. Give me the popcorn. Give me the freaking popcorn. I'm telling you, I, 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 I want to see it. You know, I don't, I don't, I understand Curry's got the experience, but my gosh, Voss is John Morant fun to watch his, his athleticism and his ability to get to the rim. It's, it's captivating. Every time he does it, it's like, Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know? And, and it's, it's, it's awesome to watch. And, and I'm excited to see him do it against the Warriors. What, what do you think about his performance uh, against the Spurs and then how you see him line up against Golden State? Yeah, Lynn, I think you and I have been drooling over John Moran ever since his college days. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's always a fun one to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really think this this job versus uh, Curry battle is, is going to be a fun one. I, I obviously think Curry will outduel him. Uh, but sure. even then, you know, it's two completely different players, uh, but both dominant in their own sense. Um and it really, it was kind of weird because Jod, I mean, he chipped in like uh, 20, if, if 19 or something like that. Yeah, 20, was, yeah, 20 points. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was quiet. Like, he, it didn't even feel like he was the one that was, uh, you know, leading the team because uh, it was overshadowed by Brooks and uh, Valanciunas. So, uh, I mean, I think to beat the Warriors, the Grizzlies are going to need an overall effort from everybody. Uh, but I, I really am looking forward to that Ja Curry uh, matchup. It seems like it's going to be one that's going to be fun for however long, you know, Curry stays in the league. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I, it's, it's got it's got a lot of intrigue to it. And I mean, it's it'll be a fun little elimination game. And, and that kind of leads me into my uh, next point before we get into Wizard Celtics, uh, who we think is going to get that game between the Grizzlies and the Warriors. And Will, I'll have you start off. Uh, Warriors, uh, especially after last night, um, Curry knows what it knows what it takes, you know, and Curry has the capability. And at the end of the day, it's like, who's the best player? Who's the best player on the court? That's what everyone likes to go to. And Curry really does uh, change a game, unlike, you know, any other person in the league. Uh, and if they're able to get some of that production, like we mentioned from uh, Wiggins, um, th- that's only going to be like a little cherry on top. So I'm going to take the Warriors by seven. Okay. So Devin. Yeah. I, I also would like to say the Warriors are probably going to win this one. Um, as I said, it, it'll need a collective effort from the Grizzlies. As you mentioned earlier, the Warriors are oddly a good defensive team. Uh, so, you know, I feel like there's some things that are stacked against them on paper. You would say, you know, the Grizzlies would, would probably win if you were to look at just the roster, but knowing what Curry does and how Curry changes games, uh, I give them the edge here. I think he's just, you know, going to have his way as usual. I was so tempted to go with the Grizzlies here, like really tempted just to be completely different. I like the chances that they have, but I'm not betting against Curry. I'm just, I'm just not, I, I, I just, I, that's, that's literally, I, I was so tempted. I just, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Um, I don't see really how they're going to limit the Warriors enough. You know, even if they do a decent job on Curry, I just, I just don't, there's just so much to think that the, the, the Warriors are so used to these games. Yeah. Memphis is just, it's not, they, 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 they they're, 
they're just such a young roster, right? They're so young and, and um, it's, it's one of those things where it's really tough to go against the team. That's got that, that DNA of, of, of championship experience and, yeah. and, you know, the ability that they have to just be a threat no matter who they play. Um, but I, I'm telling you, I really like Memphis. I think this is a very competitive game. Uh, I, I think it'll be one of those games like last three minutes. I think it, it's got a chance to have some really nice basketball. Uh, I think both, I think both teams could, you know, really compete and it would not shock me if Memphis wins this game. It, it would not shock me. I, I, I think Memphis can do it. Uh, but, but I, I just, I can't bet against Curry. I just, I just can't. So uh, we'll, we'll move forward into the, uh, the last play in game wizards and Celtics. And, you know, with this game, it was interesting, right? Everybody thought that, you know, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, the star, you know, it, that Boston had no depth, yada, 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 right? Everybody thought Wizards are going to get this, right? Psych. Jason Tatum goes out. He gets 50. He puts up a 50 ball on Washington, baby. He goes for 50 on those clouds. I'm telling you, when when Tatum goes for when, – when Tatum plays like this, I mean, oh, my gosh, Devin. Oh my gosh. I mean, he was getting everything he wanted. All right. He, he, he had, he had everything. He had every, everything going for him. Uh, you know, rest in peace to who they were throwing out at him. I mean, rest in peace. They, they could, they could, they couldn't guard. They, they weren't, they weren't going to have a chance on him anyway, but the fact he got 50, it was just nuts. I mean, Tatum was on, I don't know what he was on, but he was on another planet and I would love to live in it someday. I'd love to live. in it. <laughs> So what, what, what's your thoughts on that, Devin? Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely fun to watch. And I know, you know, Tatum has just progressively gotten worse, or better uh, as, you know, his seasons have gone on. And, uh, you know, a lot of this looks like, uh, you know, back in 2017 uh, when he was leading them as a rookie uh, in, a, in a playoff style of game. I feel like he's one of those guys that really knows how to turn things up when, when he's needed to. Uh, and... Uh, it was definitely, you know, it's just fun to watch somebody get, you know, be that hot regardless of who it is. Uh, I, I really, you know, Bradley Beal has been dealing with that injury. I'm not totally sure how much that's affected him because obviously he still had a great game. He, he still looked good. Uh, but given if he was fully, uh, you know, fully healthy, I, I feel like it would have been so much more fun of a game. Uh, to totally watch those agree. two go back and forth. I feel like it would be such a back and forth type thing. Uh, but, you know, for for the Wizards, it, it looked great. It looked great, you know, going into the first half. Like, hey, these guys are going to at least take it to the very end. But uh, Tatum just took over, uh, just ran away yeah. with the game. I You know, there was a, there was a shot. Uh, I don't know if it was Tatum. I forget who it was, but it was a three-point shot. Uh, to go up like to to go up eight or ten or something like that, and I said right there, that's that's the end of the game. It was only in the third quarter, but it was the end of the game. I just knew it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean the Wizards did a good job at at least keeping in the game for a while, but uh, yeah, great overall win for the Celtics. And and well, this this leads me into a different point with the the Celtics win. I mean, do we like? Why do you think there was so much doubt with Boston? Given mm-hmm. given Tatum's track record in such a young career, it's unbelievable. Like mm-hmm. why why do you know we, we all thought so many thought Washington was gonna win the game, Washington was gonna win the game, they look so much better. But like I mean, in a weird way, I, I 
I feel like all of us kind of underestimated Tatum to a certain extent. I mean, I think I think this really shows where he is. I think he he made a a, a point by saying, look, I understand Jalen Brown's out. You know, I understand Kemba Walker's battle through the injuries, but I'm that dude. I'm a top 15 player in the league. I'm that dude. I'm looking to get to that elite, elite spot. I mean, what do you, what do you think about the perception of Tatum after this game? And then even before when everybody was kind of doubting Boston to an extent. Well, um, I think a lot of people kind of overplayed the COVID thing. And I know um, Tatum and mentioned that, that it was bothering him for an extended period of time. Right. Um, sure. But it's different when, when you get to the plan, you know, you, you, the adrenaline kind of picks up, you're able to overcome some of that stuff. Um, and I, I saw like Jay Williams or something after the game say still after the 50 point game, like he's a budding superstar. I'm like, no, this guy is a legitimate superstar. There's no doubt. I mean, big time moments call for big time players. And like Voss said, man, was he fun to watch? I mean, he was, it was such a fun game to watch him play, man. He scores at all levels, mid-range, able to cut in, uh, finish tough layouts. And then his jumper, man, he's able to create, you know, with his step backs. It's so smooth. It really it reminds me a lot of Kobe Bryant. I know he, he got a lot of help, and Kobe Bryant was a big mentor of his. But, man, did that game last night, man. It, it just kind of felt yeah. like a Kobe game. It kind of, or not, I guess not last night, two nights ago, it felt like Kobe. But uh, another reason why I think a lot of people doubted the Celtics was the question mark, which is still in the air. It's like, what, what are you getting from Kimba? And he gave you 29, you know, he hit a lot of those shots that, that mattered when Tatum needed or when Tatum was out and needed some help. But another stat line, and I, w- I want to hear Voss's opinion on this. Sure. That I got to mention is 14 minutes three points, four rebounds from Romeo Langford. <laughs> big time. Hit some big two time. hit hit two big free throws uh there at the end of the first half. Uh and I it just I really love seeing 14 minutes from Romeo Langford in a playoff type of game. So <laughs> difference maker. Brad Stevens showing who the, who the real uh who the real players are out of the court in the playoffs. You know, all the 18 games of the regular season, Romeo comes out there, whips some wizards ass and moves on. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't hurt. I mean, he didn't no, hurt. He didn't. he didn't hurt him when he was on the floor. In all seriousness, I mean, he 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 did compete. I mean, you didn't you didn't think he was it was out of his league or uh, something that he couldn't do. I mean, I was shocked. I was shocked that he he looked as as decent as he did. In all seriousness, uh, you know. But to me, like when you address this and when you look at the Boston game, everybody talks about the fifty points, and I understand it. And, and people talk about Kimba, yeah. and but here's the stat to me that kind of does it that explains everything 17 free throws jason tatum took knocked down all 17 17 yeah. for 17 talk about a guy that first off 17 free throw attempts amazing okay second off to make every single free throw to 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 go at the defense and guarantee you're making free throws in a game like that that's a big freaking deal. 17 from 17 is not easy. And for him to be able to do that in a big game like this, uh, I mean, just awesome, awesome, awesome performance. Uh, meanwhile, for the Wizards, obviously, they'll look to play uh, the Pacers. And I, I I mean, a lot of people, rightfully so, are, are questioning what, what, what was Russell doing? Six of 18. 
uh, for four from three. Uh, you know, Voss, look, I, I mean, and we understand Westbrook's got triple double level every single night. Uh, but this was a, this was rough. This was really rough. Uh, you know, and you got to think that he's going to want to step it up against the Pacers, which is obviously will be, uh, you know, tonight, but we, you will not hear the recording of this podcast probably until the next day. But just if you had to guess kind of what, what's going through Russell right now, I mean, what would you say? I mean, dude, it was yeah. not a great game from him. Yeah, it was, it was an off game for sure. I mean, as we've all seen, you know, closing out the season, this dude's just been on a tear. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I really don't know what was up with him. Uh, it was just, I don't know, maybe it was just one of those bad games. Uh, you know, a lot of the things I noticed with Russ is like, it's just simple stuff. Uh, yeah. He doesn't, yeah. he, he doesn't uh, follow through with his jumper, which causes a lot of problems. Uh, he doesn't like it. It's always like a, I know he, you know, people, listeners can't see it, but it's like a flick of the wrist that he just lets it go. Uh, you know, if he starts <laughs> yeah. if he starts falling through with the shot. I think it goes in a lot more than what it does or what it what it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but not just that, just like I mean, he obviously had impacts on other areas of the game, uh, but uh, you know, shooting wise, it just didn't seem like he was really showed up. And you know, sure. if he shows up, this is an entirely different game, uh, without a doubt. And he just, it just didn't click for him. You know who else needs to show up? The man that cashed out for 18 million a year and Davis Bertans. Yeah. Oh, for seven. Oh, for really? Yeah. Oh, for seven from the three. Bruh, I gave you $18 million. I said, here, be my third option. You go 0 for seven from three. You go one for eight from the field. I mean, are we serious right now? Yeah. Like, give me a break. Like, oh my God. I mean, I, I've always not been a, a Bertans guy, but gosh, this only just just maximizes my level of disappointment. <laughs> this is the, the Washington in general. Like, I, I I'm sorry. Like, if you Smith is your third best scorer, like, what are you doing? <laughs> is, it was is, fun to is, watch. Is, is, is Smith is Smith should not be your third. You should not be your third best scorer. I'm sorry. He's 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 a he's a nice little spark. But he's like, he's like a, a he's he's what everybody calls us, you know, the spark plug, whatever. He's just that's what he is. But seventeen, like I'm relying on Ish Smith to give me seventeen. I I just oh God, I, I'm I, that 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 was not 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 ideal. Uh, you know, Alex Len. Uh, God bless. I don't know why he's a starter. God bless. And and I I just I, I think with Washington, the the key for them is they've they've got obviously Beal is still trying to muscle through all this. There's no question about it. And uh, well, I guess just to conclude things with Washington, I mean, how, how do you think Beal will respond? I mean, clearly we understand he's in pain and, and, you know, he's trying to fight through it and he still had a solid game. I mean, he didn't play bad. I mean, given, I I will say one for six from three, that's not cutting it. Uh, But, but I feel like he's going to respond. When we're talking about Bradley Beal, well, we're talking about, we're probably talking about a top 15 player in the league, right? Am I, am I wrong of saying that he's, he's gotta be right around there. You know, the guy's right around there. Uh, healthy, healthy is really, and I thought there were, there were like moments in that game where you kind of saw Beal kind of get into his rhythm a little bit, but maybe it was just the injuries that, you know, in, in the second half Tatum was able to kind of take it to that extra, extra level 
And you, if it's, and you weren't able to see that with Beal, but still, he had some of those moments where you could see that maybe he's, you know, kind of still trying to figure it out. And I, like you mentioned, Russell had didn't have the greatest game, but I'm not going to toss all the blame on 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 no. Russell Westbrook. He no. he had an okay game, but it's like those when you're a superstar, right? You're Russell Westbrook. It's a play playoff level game. You have we need we expect more from you. And he wasn't he wasn't able to do that. But looking ahead, I mean he's had his way with the Pacers so far this year. And sure. it's like are there question marks around I guess if the if the Pacers are able to kind of keep this level of play, or was that last game just kind of like an anomaly? Yeah, it's a great point. And and personally that's why I think I feel like I just feel like Washington's just due for the win. Like, I, I just think yeah. Washington's due for the win. I, I, I think I just I just I'm not I'm not betting against Westbrook and Beal. I'm, I, I think they'll figure it out. Um, I think they'll get get them where they need to go. Uh, and, and I think they're going to represent Nate. See, I, I, it'll be somewhat close. I'd say like eight point win. I'll give them an eight point win over the uh, over the Pacers. Devin, you got a prediction for that game? You think the Pacers can get it? Yeah, it's it's honestly tough because you know after seeing that sample size of what Pacers did, you know the other, you know the other night. Sure. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think they're going to be able to carry that over. I really don't. I that was just you know a poor defensive team taking advantage of it, plus experience of what the Pacers had over the Hornets. Uh, and as you guys said, the Wizards have had their way with the Pacers this season, especially Russ. So. Uh, I do feel like uh, the Wizards will probably win this one. Um, maybe, you know, maybe we're all wrong. Maybe they do carry that over and we have, sure. you know, another blowout. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that the uh, Wizards are going to win this one. Um, maybe we see Beal get back into that rhythm. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate, but I feel like uh, I, I do have a feeling that's what's going to happen. So, Will, do you have any uh, thoughts here? Are you going with Washington? I'm actually going with the Pacers. Wow. Yeah. I wow. think we can carry I think they're gonna carry it over. I think it's kind of like I mean we, we what we saw from Westbrook is not is not unusual in the playoffs. I don't know. No, it's not like 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 Voss mentioned, I don't know if it's just this mental kind of thing that he gets into where he kind of tries to feel himself a little bit more. And it never works out. But I mean, uh, other than other than his rookie or not his rookie year, but early on with the Thunder in the finals, I mean, I we really yeah. Russ has been a different player in the playoffs. Um, and so I, I the question for me, at least in this game, is 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 Beal is, can Beal take over? You know, and if he can, if he can get in that rhythm, then uh, I mean, he he's also one of those that's fun to watch, but. That's you know, funny. I think the Pacers, the Pacers are kind of in a groove right now. Uh, they, I, even without Lavert, I think they have a, a decent, decent effort on the court. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they could carry it over. I get it. I, I get it. They, they looked really good. I definitely makes sense to me. Uh, and, and we'll just move forward just with some couple, just, just some quick things uh, to look for. Some matchups are starting to get a little set. Uh, things are starting to get figured out. So I expect my question, you guys, is off the top, you know, what are two series that just kind of intrigue you that we know of for right now uh, that you're like, okay, I can't wait to see it. Devin, I'll start with you. Um, I'll, I'll go with the, um, the Suns and Lakers. I feel like that's an obvious one. Uh, 
you got the, you know, the the Suns who have found a ton of success this season against the Lakers. Like, what a gift you get there at seventh. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, kidding. yeah, no, I feel like that's going to be a really interesting one. I think that one could easily go to seven. Uh, and then on the Eastern Conference side, um, sorry, I, I actually go to Will for a minute. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, honestly, I think that this this year's first round is really, really fun throughout the whole thing. I mean, I think there's almost every single matchup is is actually really exciting. Uh, obvious, obvious ones would be the Heat and Bucks. But, um, you know, with with Tatum playing the way he is, I, I think the Celtics and Nets, although I, agree. Although I don't think that the Nets are going to or the Celtics are going to be able to overcome it. I still think that that's going to be a really fun series to watch. And so, yeah, um, I mean, like I mentioned, throughout the whole whole first round this year, I, I, I really don't think that there's a, a game where I'm really or a series where I'm just going to be like tuning out like, eh, you know, I don't want to watch this. And sure. that speaks to uh, Griffith's point, I think, on Tuesday. It's like it's, this. there's a lot of even even evenness within the playoffs this year. There's a lot of teams, yeah. that, you know, I could I I'm definitely not going to pick the top seeds kind of just throughout. Um, because there's a bunch of matchups that I feel like could go either way. And, you know, I'm really excited for the playoffs this year. Like I said, starting in this first round, having a bunch of matchups, I could go, you know, six, seven games. I, I, I think it's going to, I think we're in for a really good playoffs this year. I, I agree with that. I think, I think we're in for a good one. Um, and I'm right with you, Will. A series that really sticks out to me in the East is, is Brooklyn and Boston. Not necessarily. It's just I want to see these three guys on the court in a playoff series. I just I want to see Kyrie. I want to see James. I want to see Durant on the court together in a playoff series. I don't care if they sweep them, if they do a gentleman sweep, if the series goes six or seven. I don't care. I think those three guys are must watch when they're going to be on the court together. And obviously, the NBA knows that. And I just I think. It'll be so it'll be so fun watching those three go at it. So for me, that's the series that sticks out to me in the East. I'm really excited for Portland and Denver. I think Portland and Denver can go the other way. I think you can argue both sides. I think you can you can say Portland can get it. You can say Denver can get it. Uh, I, I think I think that series has a chance. I think that series will go seven. Uh, I'm I'm not sure of the winner yet, but I think they'll go seven. Uh, I mm-hmm. think Jokic is is phenomenal. Obviously, uh, I'm not underestimating Dame, especially given the fact that I don't think Denver really has any perimeter defense uh, to 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 stop him at this point. I think Compazzo Morris can can you know make him work for a shot, but I, not it, it not enough to really stop Dame, right? So I think we're seeing a really I think we're going to see a really good series out of that. Uh, so those are the two for me. Devin, do you have your East one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just needed to look at the standings real quick. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, you guys mentioned the other two. I'm actually excited for Knicks and Hawks, the That's less fair. talked about series. Yeah. Uh, two 41 and 31 teams. Uh, you know, the Knicks have had a quote unquote uh, magical turnaround for, you know, their own fans. So uh, I think that series could easily go to seven as well. Uh, yeah. I'm really curious to see how uh, Trey does. I'm curious to see how Randall does. Um, love to see the Knicks defense against the Hawks offense. It's yeah. just going to be an overall fun series. I, I agree with that. I, that's probably, you know, 
in, in terms of probably like really great basketball for an entire series, I feel like that that's got a chance to be that for the East heat and bucks. I think is going to be really awesome too, but I, I just, overall, I get the excitement, man. New York's yeah. New York's back in the playoffs. You know, there's going to be, I, I mean, Madison square. I mean, come on now, Trey young in Madison square. Come on now, box office material. I, I, I just, I think, I think there's plenty to like, uh, and, and we'll see, we'll see where all this goes. Uh, there's, there's plenty of great, great basketball and uh, you know, Moving forward, it should be should be a great should be a great first round and a great set of games coming up for uh, this weekend and and just to to, to move forward, uh, we'll we'll do some we'll do some plugs and uh, Alex and Dylan just recently released their uh, their all NBA Wednesday uh, pod. They're doing all defense for Monday and so they got two out this week. Uh, don't be afraid to check that out. Uh, and then the Linsanity, obviously, we did have that earlier one with Zach. Uh, check that out as well if you weren't able to listen to that. Uh, Circle City Cinema, God bless. They're they're just putting in podcasts like nobody's business. Uh, Road to F9. Uh, you know, Boss, you were on you were on a Fast and Furious pod just recently. Uh, you know, it's it's in general that Zach has been putting in a tremendous amount of work. Uh, there's plenty to look forward to there. Uh, the Battleground, from my understanding, is recording here soon. Uh, triple option. Uh, you know, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, uh, we'll be recording sometime. Divine Rhyme as well, as we mentioned earlier in the pod. Plenty to look forward to there. And then the facts and stats uh, with J.D. Hall from One Young Sold Another, the Dylan Hughes book. And then uh, just a friend of the network, DJ Deke, uh, who uh, has a podcast called Den of Dorks, uh, which you can check that out as well. So without further ado, uh, Will, thank you for uh, coming on the Lynn Sandy podcast and Vox. Uh, thank you for coming on as well.